When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to WWD Voices. I'm Arthur Zakowitz, executive editor of WWD, and this is, I guess, our back to school, back to work episode. I hope everybody had a great summer, and today we have a special guest, Ken Notori, uh, president of the Notori Company. Ken, welcome. Thank you for taking time out today. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So the uh, you know they say I don't know uh, the summer is always a slow time and you know things. It's nice to relax. I didn't I didn't get to relax. I didn't. You know, it seems like things are busy. The market is busy you know retail is is on fire in certain spots and it's uh dry in others what's your take and how was your summer first off you know it's funny some industries like finance you know they slow down in the summer i think fashion never slows down right you're always preparing for something um you know in the summer for us it's getting ready for um our august sleepwear market our september clothing market so you know i i wish there was like a summer lull <laughs> but <laughs> definitely definitely not true in our industry yeah. M- maybe in my next life but <laughs> what not here from your perspective not, you know you guys have oh, you you have ready to wear you have you know it's luxury you have innerwear you have uh, I can't like almost every category that's important in fashion. Yeah, we're, you, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> what, what do you see? How is what's the consumer landscape look like right now for you guys? So, um, you know, there, there are a number of trends out there. Um, I think one of them overall, which I think all um, fashion companies are dealing is just, you know, Mass consumption is not in vogue, right? It used to be, um, okay, it's like acquire as much stuff as possible, and that was encouraged and kind of the norm. Uh, And now with um, what's an appropriate focus on sustainability and the environment, like I think people are limiting that um, a little bit. So instead of just saying, oh, it's fine, I can just buy all of this stuff and return it or just buy all this stuff and keep it and not wear it or throw it out after six months, there's been um, you know, more of a focus on, I think, um, intentional consumption and considerate consumption, um, which to some degree maybe has reduced consumption overall. But I think for brands like us that focus on um, quality, that focus on high quality and, you know, products that last much longer, we think, than than some of our competitors, uh, and also, you know, a lot of items that um, aren't meant to be sort of, um, you know, in one season and out the next, it actually can be helpful. So, you know, we're um, very proud to be, a, you know, a 47-year-old um, fashion brand, uh, remain independent, remain family-owned. Um, people associate us with our, you know, East meets West aesthetic, but they also associate us with um, with high quality uh, and, and dependability. So to that degree, um, while there may be an overall sort of decrease in like the number of units consumed in fashion across everything, I think there has been a move to brands that are trusted um, and brands that are known for more, you know, dependability and longevity. So speaking of what, two things, one is what do consumers today, and it's like, it's called the post-pandemic period, what do they expect from a, a brand, um, especially maybe a higher-end luxury brand even, and and what do they expect in the shopping experience, whether it's online or in the store? Uh, what's the overall expectation, do you think? 
You know, I, I think it, it's interesting because we, um, as I mentioned, you know, we remain family owned. We remain independent. Uh, we remain, you know, owner operated. Uh, my mother, Josie Notori, she's the founder of the company. Uh, she remains the CEO. Um, can, you know, 75 years old, still at work every day and still, you know, personally approves every single item that gets designed. Um, you know, I'm obviously very involved in the business as well. And I think, you know, with customers, it's not just about product these days. It's not just like, hey, here's a product. I like this. I want to buy it. It's like, who are the people behind the product? You know, what do these people stand for? Do I feel a connection with a brand besides like, oh, I like the way this looks. So I think customers really do um, expect more of a relationship with not just the product they're buying, but with the process, the team and the people um, behind it. So we've really been trying trying to um, do more to, you know, make our customers feel like they understand us more and to sort of storytell more around, you know, kind of who we are and what we do and how we go about making product. What, uh, just real quick, what are some of the brand attributes from the Tory? How would you describe that? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, first off, from a fashion perspective, it's um, it's an East meets West sensibility. So, um, you know, obviously we have Asian heritage. My mother was born and raised in the Philippines. Uh, we're very proud to have a company-owned factory uh, in the Philippines uh, near where um, my mother uh, grew up. Um, and that factory has been with us since the beginning of the company. And so for the um, for the categories that we do uh, in-house, um, we manufacture, you know, 60 to 70% of what we do um, at that factory uh, in the Philippines. So, you know, Philippines is very important to us. I'm fourth generation Japanese American on my father's side. And Notori is a Japanese name. So um, we have that East element. That said, it's not a full East brand. It really is this mix of East meets West. You know, our customers, um, they know us for our prints. Um, they know us for our color palette. And I think, you know, whether it is on sleepwear, clothing, bedding, hosiery, footwear, you know, what, whatever it is, people really um, can sort of recognize a Notori print and really can recognize a Notori color palette. We really try to make that consistent across um, across all our categories. And, and how would you describe, you know, in very broad terms, like the, the target customer, like who, who is she or he? You know, it, it's interesting. So I, one of our core one of our core categories certainly is sleepwear um and by definition you know we we sell our sleepwear in high end department stores Saks Neiman Marcus um Bloomingdale's uh, Nordstrom Bergdorf Goodman Harrods etc um to some degree you would classify the sleepwear customer as probably an older customer compared you know a lot of younger people aren't as interested in pajamas or a roman gown so for that category, you would say our customer maybe skews, you know, high end and possibly a little older than average. That said, we have a number of categories that are, um, that are younger, our, you know, our, our bras, our, our bras and underwear have been, uh, you know, an amazing category for us and have really helped push our, um, you know, our, our, our brand um, elsewhere. And really that, that bra customer is, is not older. That bra customer is everyone from, you know, 18 through, you know, 18 through, through our older sleepwear customers. So really depends by categories. We're, we're in so many different categories these days um, that it's hard to generalize. Um, so I'd say, you know, our sleepwear customer maybe skews a, a little bit older, but we have many categories, including our bras that really cater uh, and are sold to, you know, all across the, all across the spectrum. You know, I, um, <clears throat> this past summer, there was a shift in consumer spending, you know, to experiences, but, but people, especially younger generations, they were dressing up, right? Is that, um, and 
you know, my personal take is, you know, I, I think the pandemic reprioritized or, or shifted things a little bit about what's important. Now, do you see younger generations dressing up more and going out more and, and taking more pride in uh, the apparel that they wear? In, in dressing up, I would say, so, I mean, uh, I, I think COVID has really dressed down a lot. So, I mean, I can speak for myself right now. I'm in, um, you know, I'm wearing jeans right now <laughs> and like, at Notori, uh, we, there were never jeans worn before COVID. <laughs> and I'm sure if my mother had it, had it her way, there still wouldn't be, uh, jeans in the office today, but we know that that's, uh, that that's not reality. So to some degree, I'd say, you know, COVID, uh, has definitely eased dressing, um, a lot in the office. Uh, it's certainly right after COVID, um, you know, that carried through to going out as well. And people weren't necessarily going out. We have seen um, a bounce back uh, as kind of one would expect now that the world has opened um, back up again. So it really is a mix. I mean, say, I, I would say certainly all in all, you know, pre-COVID to post-COVID, the world is a more casual place uh, than it was before. Um, I'd expect to see that reverse back a little bit, um, but to some degree, um, you know, I certainly expect overall compared to pre-COVID, um, the casualization that we've seen is here to, to stay to some degree. Yeah. We, um, you know, the thing that I, I can't get away from it every time I open up a newspaper, uh, everybody's talking about generative AI and, and how it's being, um, you know, applied and is, are you guys using any of that? Is it, you know, I mean, I hear in the fashion industry, there's, you know, concerns about like, uh, it taking, you know, the creativity out or, uh, or, or helping, you know, maybe there's a generative AI that, you know, you could run an algorithm to create a more sustainable su supply chain. I'm, I'm not really sure, but uh, are you guys using it? Are you looking at it? Are you considering it? You know, we're proud to say we um, we try to be ahead of the game um, a lot to the degree we can um, with, with our resources. But we've been using AI in another form um, for about eight years now. So we've um, used AI to power all of our paid social media. So um, all of our um, Instagram, Facebook and other paid social that we do, we've been working with um, with an AI partner for the last um, for the last six, six years, I want to say. So we've, you know saw the AI trend coming. We chose to start using it um, in terms of powering our paid social media, and that's really um, paid off well. Um, if you're asking on the design front, um, you know, certainly that is something that is on the radar as well. You know, we are, as I mentioned, very well known for our unique East meets West um, prints. Um, but we know that AI is, is coming in terms of the design for, for, for a number of different things. So, um, you know, we've cho chosen to limit it more in terms of, uh, in, in terms of paid media, but I think every fashion company out there is, is getting prepared for, you know, what AI uh, could mean to the future, um, to the future of design. That's, and you guys, you know, you sell through department stores, uh, you have a direct consumer e-commerce, uh, business as well. And you just mentioned social media. How, how do you do that? How do you make sure your brand is consistent through all of the channels, through all of the touch points, you know, with the customer? How do you, how do you maintain that? What does that take? Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, so I joined the business in 2007, as we were saying on air before. So I started out in broadcast journalism. I was, um, was a TV and radio reporter for five years, um, went to business school and then was on wall street and, and happened to join in 2007. Um, 
you know, to this family business that my mother started. Uh, and the timing was quite fortuitous because it was the perfect time for somebody to come in and lead a new effort. And that effort was to figure out what our dot-com strategy was going to be. Because at that point, we didn't really have any. Well, we knew we needed to do it, but nobody really knew how. Um, and I sort of came in and just realized that that was... Um, that was something that, that, that I could do. So we launched Notori.com as an e-commerce site in 2008. Um, and we looked at, at two different ways to do it. One was to outsource everything. You know, there were a number of sort of one-stop shops that could say, hey, we'll run your website. We'll do the marketing. We'll do the customer service. We'll do the fulfillment. We'll send you a percentage of sales at the end of every month. And that was that was going to be the easy way to do it, right? That was like, we don't really have to learn anything. We trust right. this one partner. Let's do that. The route we ended up choosing, which happened to be quite fortuitous, was to do everything ourselves. Um, that required figuring out how to do everything from building a website to, you know, to, to marketing, to fulfillment, all of that, you know, to, to buying for the site and everything. But we decided that because we wanted that control, we wanted full control of what we saw as the future of commerce, like we had to do it ourselves and learn a lot, invest a lot, kind of take the lumps and see. But fortunately, um, we did choose that route because having control of our own website has been great, um, not only from a business perspective, but also in terms of being able to control what that experience looks like uh, and really control fully what the customer uh, experience uh, has has been like. So we are um, very hands-on with with everything we do. Um, we are in all these new categories, as we've been discussing. As I mentioned, uh, Josie, my mother, still approves every single design from every single partner we have. Um, you will not see anything out there that she has not personally approved. Um, and now we, we have control of our own website and full control of our own social media as well. All of that stuff is completely done in-house. So we do a lot of different things uh, with a lot of different uh, in a lot of different categories um, and a lot of different, you know, um, departments in terms of like how, how we sell, but really having control um, demanding that we have control, whether we're doing it ourselves or through partners, um, especially through our website has really helped create sort of a consistent um, brand message uh, across all of these different platforms. So the um, 47 years ago, right. The brand started, um, and ready to wear was that correct? It started off in sleepwear. Sleepwear. Oh, sleepwear. Okay. Yeah. And then it's expanded uh, and evolved over time into a, a more than a dozen categories. I, I can't even keep track. <laughs> What's next? Uh, how do you see the brand evolving over the next forty years? Yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll say a couple of different different things. So you know, we are still most known in the market for our core um, sleepwear, loungewear, and bra and bras and underwear. Those are our most successful categories. If you ask the average person who's familiar with our brand out there, they will say, you know, Notori is, a, oh yeah, you know, they're very known for their sleep and their intimates. Uh, and we're very proud of all of those categories. We have um, supplemented those. You know, our vision is really to become an East meets West lifestyle brand across all categories. So we have expanded into, as you mentioned, into clothing, uh, into, um, you know, into footwear, into, into, um, uh, sorry, bedding, towels, uh, legwear, 
hosiery, fine jewelry. Uh, we have a partnership um, with a direct-to-consumer um, scrubs company. Uh, we do limited dog apparel. We're doing uh, children's. We're doing all of these different things. So we really, uh, you know, ultimately, if you're asking what's my vision 10 years down the road, it's that yeah. we've really expanded, you know, a lot of those Deeper, um, yeah. a lot of those partnerships and really become known as an East Meets West lifestyle brand um, that does everything. You know, one other expansion that we're doing as well, you know, we've talked a little bit about Notori.com. We have spent um, the last 15 years of the website really trying to first launch uh, and then really to become a great execution website, right? So, and I think every every website, they're like, how do we get customers to the site? How do we show them product in a way that makes them want to buy it? How do we make it easy for them to buy that product? And then how do we, you know, execute that sale and ship to them? That's basically e-commerce in a nutshell, right? And that's what everybody's doing. Um, one evolution that we sort of started last year that we're um, continuing, um, that we're continuing into the future is like, it can't just be about shopping and execution because everybody's doing that, right? right? If it's just about shopping and execution, you can find that a million different places. You can buy Notori product on a bunch of different websites. Yeah, it's like, transactional. It's just like, transactional. That's, yeah. And that's great. And that was like, that's a long process to get there, but. You can't just end there because if it's just about execution, like uh, you can execute anywhere. Um, what we're really, what we really, really started embarking on last year that we're now continuing into the, into the future is like, how do we get people to come to Notori, not just to learn about our product and execute a sale? How do we make it more of a content destination? How do we get people to say, Oh, maybe I don't want to buy something today, but uh, this is exciting on Notori.com. I want to go there. So that effort um, to really, you know, start adding content to the site started last year. Um, you know, we launched uh, live streaming um, with our partner partners with our partner Firework through Big Commerce um, in the fall of last year. And what that's done is really, you know, we go live from our website uh, from anywhere. From like, you know, we just all we need to do is set up a camera. We can do shows from our showroom. We can do shows from offsite. You know, we can do shows from, um, you know. Uh, Josie's closet if we want to do it. And it's actually been a really great way for customers to live in real time say, hey, oh, wow, here's like, it's almost like TV on our website where people can see our product, um, comment on it, shop directly, engage, ask questions. And it's really been a great way for people to, in a different way, learn more about our product, learn more about our various products, but then also learn more about like, oh, that's what Josie Notori is like. Oh, this is her son who's also involved in the business. This is what the Notori employees are like, because we've had employees come on and do um, do the live streams as well. We've brought in influencers. Um, we've brought on celebrity stylists. So it's been a great way to um, just create content and give people another reason to engage with us and, and come to Notori.com. I love it. Um, we just have a couple of minutes left. Any any other thoughts? Anything you want to leave our listeners with? Any wisdom for the future? <laughs> um, no, you know, I think uh, you know we're <laughs> we're very excited. I, I think there have been so many great. Um, I, I think the the evolution of fashion and consumption. I think what we've seen the last couple of years has been really good. There's been a lot more accountability. Um, people want to know, you know, what do these brands stand for? Who are they? Where do they manufacture? Um, what are the people behind them? And so, you know, like, f for example, um, there's been a big push for 
customers. They want to know what, like, what charities does this brand right. support? What are the causes that they support? You know, my mother and I, our company, we've supported charities throughout the whole time of the company, but we've never felt a need or thought it was kind yeah. of weird to say, we like this charity. We like that charity. And now customers are like, we want to know that. So like, okay, great. So, you know, we created a page called Notori Gives on our website that really, you know, features the charities that support, that we support. And really all of them are about, you know, empowering and educating women around the world. We give people, um, everyone who shops at Notori.com, the ability to ask us, Notori, to donate extra money, a percentage of their sale to the charity of their choice. So like, those are all great things. Like customers should know more. It shouldn't just be about a product. You should really know as much about the product as you want and the people behind the product. So that's been, um, you know, that's good. I think this idea behind forcing customers to try to, uh, forcing brands to be, you know, sustainability is obviously incredibly important. So the idea that like, hey, it's not great to just buy all this stuff that you know is going to, you're going to have to throw away in six months. That's all good. Um, and so I think there've been a lot of trends that um, brands have been, um, have been forced to step up the plate to the plate and deal with. And I think all this stuff is, you know, is, is positive how, how it all plays out. You know, I think we're going to, we're going to continue to see, but um, you know, the, the, the environment has changed tremendously. Obviously, COVID was was the biggest shift and the biggest, like, you know, hey, everybody needs to change how they operate. We were fortunately able to pivot a lot. And um, it's really going to be interesting to see in kind of this this post-COVID world, now that the world has more normalized, you know, where are we going to head um, in the next in the next five to 10 years? And um, yeah, we're, um, we're very, very excited to continue to evolve. Amazing. All right. Next time we'll do this, we'll do it inside Josie's cabinet uh, closet. Yeah, <laughs> she, she would love that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the listeners would love it too. <laughs> uh, Ken, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you listeners for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.